With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gil Whiteley is Whiteley So. Whiteley So with Gil Whiteley. Mile High Sports. This is, uh, this is an historic morning last night. A lot of people thought it was a terrible game. I really didn't. I'm, I rewatched it a couple times. Uh, a lot of times bad shooting uh, goes with scrappy defense. Uh, guys that are altering shots because the defense is working so hard uh, on, on either side of the ball. Uh, it was a really scrappy game. It was really fast. I mean, it, you know, if you watch, if you watch the intensity and the um, the guys in the in in the moment, uh, as hard as they were working, the hands and the you know, uh, people weren't getting away with much. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was one of the. Uh, it, it, it was a it was a great moment, and this really doesn't happen to our team, but it did. It did. We have Adam Mattis joining us. Terry Fry, a, a historian, was a Nuggets beat writer for years. Uh, we got a lot of really good stuff uh, set up uh, for today. This is going to be a great listening hour for you. Uh, Treat Williams, the actor, died. Uh, I don't know. You should be familiar with the name. I mean, if you're not a movie guy or a TV guy, you probably don't. You'd recognize him immediately. He played Killer Severi's dad on Chicago Fire. He was uh, Tom Selleck's old partner on Blue Bloods, when they were young, they were partners, and he was always coming back. To, now that Selleck was commissioner and he's retired, but he always had one problem or another. Two very interesting characters. Uh, Treat Wave passed away. There was a movie called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Uh, have you ever heard of that that movie, Andrew? I cannot say that I have. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of funny, but things to do in Denver when you're dead. Shot several scenes at my restaurant, <laughs> and so I, it was kind of funny because 
my restaurant was a little dead at that time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, the title of this movie is Confirming Effect, and I'm going out of business. Yeah, so it was one uh, of the things to do. Yeah, yeah, things to do in Denver, go to New Dead, go to Gil's restaurant. Uh, my restaurant did recover uh, with off-track betting, which is now at the Celtic. Uh, they have my old license. Uh, but uh, Treat Williams, I met him briefly on that set. I, I was actually in a scene. Uh, and it was the first time I got what they called left on the cutting room floor. I've been in a couple of different movies and television shows. Uh, as you might imagine, right? Andrew, I'm Gil. I know <laughs> you're Gil. Of course, he's been in a couple of TV movies and shows. But uh, anything that I was actually in got cut. Andy Garcia used to come into the restaurant. Uh, uh, a couple of, not a lot, but a couple of times. Uh, he shot a scene there right outside. I was, I was a passerby, in which I thought I'd really actually make it in that scene. Gabrielle Noir was in it. Pete Williams was in that movie. Play one of the weirdest characters ever, if you ever see the movie Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. But uh, 71 years old, he died in a motorcycle accident. Now, uh, back around 15 years ago, I had a neighbor. And he was like, come on, we're, I, he was... He was he, uh, uh, he was going to go buy a motorcycle, and he had me talked into buying a motorcycle. So uh, I was probably 65 at the time. And I, and I had people say, Gil, you're 65. You don't know how to ride a bike because I've never ridden a motorcycle. I'm sure I could have learned. But you're going to kill yourself on a motorcycle. And I said, well, I, I love riding. And he said, yeah, we ride, and there's winds in your so I said to myself, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a convertible. That's when I got my very first Jaguar. It was a 2005 uh, XK8. I now have a 2002 uh, XKR uh, with only 32,000 miles on it. It's brand new. Uh, and so I said, I'm probably safer off feeling the wind in my hair, which I had at the time, Andrew. I had plenty of hair at that time. Oh, I've, I've seen pictures. I, I said, I, I'd rather be, have winds in my hair and four wheels underneath me. Well, my friend, as a matter of fact, I had two friends in separate instances, friends who didn't know each other. Each have gotten very catastrophic motorcycle accidents since then. And uh, uh, and that would have been me had I decided to, to buy that motorcycle that day. And I, common sense prevailed. Treat Williams, 71 years old, riding a motorcycle. Uh, God, that's awful old to be doing that. But terrific actor. Was very delightful at the time I met him. Uh, so he will be missed. Uh, well, we're going right into our nugget coverage. Uh, 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 Adam Mahlers joins me right after this from DNVR. Big day, big day, big day. 
the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, Whiteley so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth. Well, it can happen to your team. And did. Uh, it's kind of funny. Yesterday, Adam Mattis from DNVR's joins us, and I'm so glad he got the ability to come on today. I know it's a busy day, but I'm sure that he realized that we've been on this journey together, and he made room for me, so thank you, Adam. Hello, Adam. Is Adam there? Uh, I guess we'll have to call him back. So uh, maybe Adam isn't there. Uh, hello. Hello, Adam. Hey, are you there now? I think we hung up on you, sir. I think you might have. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it really does happen to your team every now and then. I, I, I Yesterday, I, I put a couple tweets in, and I just kind of think it's kind of funny because the first my first team that actually won – for me, when I was in town and really a fan, although I was in Denver, but I was still living in Chicago, was the 85 Bears. Mm. And I kept thinking, oh, this is my team never wins it. Oh, my. Uh, the 85 Bears came through. And so I kind of went from the Super Bowl shuffle to the Somberg shuffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I thought that was equatable. That somehow that was uh, uh, analogous in my mind. But uh, yeah. it was—it's quite the moment, you know. Uh, uh, I felt in the last couple of years, I felt very betrayed. The kind of time that you and I, and and Chris Milo and Doug and all the contributors here and in everywhere. Spent covering the Nuggets, and then they get beat four and out. I felt, I felt betrayed, but somehow this is, uh, this is, uh, this this is their comeuppance, and uh, it's a great day in Denver tonight. Someone ought to notify uh, who's ever controlling the weather and say all those out of towners, <laughs> all those out of towners have now left, so you can bring back the Denver weather. That's right. <laughs> Because they don't want the out-of-towners to love Denver and stay here. Oh, the weather's terrible here. Oh, yeah, so that's like this all year round. Yeah, uh, sadly, the weather is hanging around. It might even hang around for this parade coming up later this week. But you know what? It, it could be a tornado out there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to enjoy this moment. I'm going to celebrate this moment. Um, I it, agree. It that. The weather will be good in my living room for that parade as well. <laughs> Come on, Gil, put on a poncho. Get out there with me. Uh, yeah, not a chance. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, how, imagine being anybody but us right now, Gil. 
you know what? I mean, I know we did this a week ago where we kind of reminisced on the whole journey, but for it to con- – and I'm with you. I, I think fans, especially diehard fans of the Denver Nuggets, can um, they can sympathize with the, that sentiment you shared about the 85 Bears, the feeling of, you know, where my team never does it. No. And the Nuggets in particular, the Nuggets – I mean, come on. The Nuggets don't win. They're a fun team. We have fun watching them, but they never win. And to not yeah. just win, you know, but keep, to be one of the most we, dominant we winners. we keep saying – you know, and they get no respect. Well, you know, and we came up with this, you know what? If the Nuggets want to respect, they got to win it. That's yep. that, that was our answer to ourselves last year for lack of respect. You know, what's funny is um, you're, you're absolutely right. And some of this, you know, <clears throat> maybe they get even disrespected relative to, to before winning a title. Maybe they're even undersold a little bit. But to your point, the, the conversation has shifted now. They went 16 and four. People are now talking about a dynasty. People well, are now getting so far I ahead of themselves. I think I brought that up three years ago. <laughs> you did. You, yeah. They're going to win. They're going to win three out of the next four or five years. I said once they once that window opens. But it is funny how sports work, how this was a team that was doubted for so long, and finally they get their opportunity for the first time to be healthy and go into the playoffs as a complete team and completely dominate in a way that people go from calling them frauds eight weeks ago to those very same people saying, man, is this team going to run the table for the next half decade? That's that's how you win people over. That's how you gain respect, man, to win at that level that even the doubters now are worried for the future of the league. Yeah, uh, are, are they saying that it'll be bad for the league if that happens? No, they're just saying they're worried about the Nuggets winning everyone. I'm just saying they're they're, they're looking around going, man, is there anybody that's going to challenge this team? And again, they're putting the cart before the horse. But I'm just saying to win over people that doubt you so much that think you might lose in the first or second round, to win them over so thoroughly that now they're talking about a dynasty. It's just, <laughs> it's hilarious, but it, it, but it goes to show how impressive the Nuggets were in this run. But it also shows that none of those pundits that are on national TV ever watched the Nuggets. They only saw, they only saw highlights. They never watched games. Watched well, you know what I love? They get some highlights. Even Stephen A. Smith thinking that, that, that Jokic – was a, was a tub of a tub of lard, you know, because uh, he hadn't been paying attention. I don't think there's a, a big man in his league any better shape and any stronger than Jokic is right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fact. I mean, that guy runs everybody up and down the court. He wrestles everybody to wear him out. That's a part of his game plan. He's he's a tough he's a tough one, man, um, and. The shine on him right now, you know, Michael Malone, I think, has had a real great playoffs, and, and his reputation has gone up. I think Jamal Murray's reputation, he's going to be an all-star next year. I mean, almost anything he does next year, he's going to earn an all-star bid, in my opinion. Yes. Bruce Brown made himself a lot of money with this playoff run. But to your point, Nikola Jokic, a year ago, was left off the top 75 players of all time list. People are talking about him being in the top 15 right now. Oh, Think sure. about what a rise this championship run has done for him. And, and by the way, correctly so. Correctly so. People are now looking at his resume and what he's done, averaging, I mean, just shy of a 30-point triple-double in the playoffs and dominating every single round. And, oh, by the way, Gil, 
Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis, Bam Adebayo. These are the best big man defenders in the NBA, and he carved through them like butter. People are rightfully looking at him and saying this is one of the best playoff runs from an individual we've ever seen, and he's now in the conversation with some of the all-time greats the game has ever seen. Collectively, in the playoff run, they played against 85 85, yep. 85 all-star games. All-star uh, games. And, yep. and they only had four. All of them were Jokic's. Uh, yeah, and not, last, yeah. last year, although Jokic was either the top getter or the second most getter, uh, when they when they picked sides, he was picked ninth out of ten. Well, by no, the, by, by the team captains, right? Well, I mean, he was picked. He was going to be picked ten out of ten, but he picked himself. <laughs> he he, if you remember, he picked himself ninth, so he didn't get turned out to be tenth. Um, but but well, you he know, wasn't I, pick, He wasn't picking. Well, he no. He, so you forgot they were standing there picking players, and there was only two guys left. I think it was Lowry, Markkinen, and Nikola Jokic. And LeBron was about to pick Lowry, but Jokic just got up and walked over to LeBron's team, so he didn't have a choice. Oh. <laughs> well, next year he'll be picking. I, I see, that's what I was going to say. Is I think that you go from that to now. And, and by the way, and, and I mean this a little tongue in cheek, but a little serious as well. LeBron's only been swept three times. He was swept in 2007 when he was just a kid. He was swept by the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant, who beat everybody in a sweep. And then he was swept by Nikola Jokic. And I, I think there's something, too. After that series, he goes to the podium and contemplates retirement. That's a guy that owned the league, was picking the all-star, captain of the all-star, face of the, the league. And I honestly think a little part of him looked at this series and looked at Jokic and said, people don't realize, but oh, yeah. he, he, he's the new face. You saw the future, absolutely. And I, future, we yep. talked about that at the time, so that, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's tongue in cheek at all. I was really glad for Michael Porter to have a good enough game to get some minutes in last night. I, he still wasn't shooting well, but he doesn't have to drag his head. He would play thirty four minutes. It, uh, he was all of a sudden a contributor. Brought down. He was tough on the boards. He wasn't shooting well. But that's going to change his entire offseason. Uh, had, he, had he just been sat and played 19 minutes like in some previous games, his offseason would have been bitter even with the victory. Not anymore. I think, I think that changes his outlook. I think that changes his offseason. I think that helps christen him uh, for the moment. I think it's like, okay, that's what I did. And we won it anyway. The pressure is not on him anymore. Uh, and I think he always felt the pressure was there. I, I, wonder with, I wonder with him specifically how much pressure there was because he seems to be above it so often. But we have seen so many players win a championship and then take their game to a next level because the weight of those expectations are off them. You're playing with house money at that point. And I wonder if there's anything like that. I mean, maybe it's not for Nicola. But maybe it is for Jamal or Michael Malone even, you know, a coach who sometimes runs hot. And I think if he has a flaw, it's that sometimes his temper and his, you know, his panic sets in. Maybe with a championship under his belt, it's a little bit easier. And then you got Michael Porter. And, and, and to your point about Michael Porter, you know, not making shots, the guy has so much talent. Maybe that weight off of his back, you know, off of his shoulders helps out. And, and I'm, I'm with you. This team is just so set up 
to to be able to create and maintain the sustained excellence that Christian I don't Brown, think Christian Brown is going to be a monster. Christian Brown will Christian be. Brown is a monster. Uh, yeah, I, you know, but he was certified prime American beef when he showed up here. He was, he won every championship in high school. He won the NCAA championship. Yep. They show he showed up here. There was no question that he was going to be big enough for the moment, and he was. He was uh, so unfazed by it all. Yeah, he was fantastic in his first finals, playing real. He had already been stabbed prime beef. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not common for a rookie to play a meaningful minute. You know, maybe a rookie plays a minute here, a minute there, but but Christian Brown was a big part of why they won, an extra defender. He, and he had a big moment. He, won, he won one game. Game three, a huge one. The one of the most important games. The series is tied one-one, and he comes out with his offense. Not known for offense, but he comes out, drops sixteen points. So, Christian Brown, you mentioned it. Three high school championships, a college championship, and an NBA championship in five years. Some guys are just winners. That's not a coincidence. That guy's a winner, and I agree. He gets an off season now with an NBA training staff to work on his game, and I think he's just going to surprise us all next year. I think we've got the future with a lot of athletes, Peyton Watson. I think it was a, a little bit of brilliance uh, making the deal and giving the 1920 or the 2029 first round pick to get some other picks to try and find pieces. That, they don't need another star. They need another piece to, to, to be young, to, to move into this in a couple of years, uh, to keep that window open. I think that was a brilliant move. Yeah, I mean, so talking to some of the guys with the team, you know, the NBA negotiated a new salary cap agreement. And in that, there's going to be some real harsh penalties for teams with expensive rosters as the Denver Nuggets have. They were a luxury tax team this year. And they love their starting five for good reason. It's the best starting five in all of the NBA. And they want to keep it together for years because that's how they're going to win a title. But you need role players around them. And with this new salary cap, they believe they're going to have to rely on rookie players on rookie contracts and veterans on minimum contracts, and there's not really going to be any room for guys in the in between that. You know, your typical veterans that get eight to ten million, you know, somewhere in there. Those are the guys they're going to have. They're not going to be able to sign, and so that's why they made a trade, future draft picks to stockpile on draft picks over the next two years because they believe they're going to find or they're going to aim to find another Christian Brown, another Peyton yeah. Watson. And the roster will be filled out with players like that. Uh, so you're saying Bruce Brown is gone? I mean, look, so you know how it is, Gil. So right now, Bruce Brown can get a lot more money from other teams than he can from Denver. Not because the Cronkies aren't willing to pay it, but because the salary cap won't allow the Nuggets to pay him. Every other team can offer him more money than the Denver Nuggets can offer him. But last night, probably a little drunk on champagne, probably feeling some emotions of just winning a title, he hinted at the fact that, hey, man, I get the situation, but money's not everything, and this is the happiest I've ever been being here on this team. So I, we'll see when the champagne wears off how he feels this yeah. summer when his agent goes to negotiate, but yeah. there's always is a it, chance that a guy chooses winning over money, and we'll, and we'll see. Yeah. And, 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 and his agent will never choose that. <laughs> 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 that 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 is true. That that is very true. It's not like anybody anymore has has, has money worries if, if they're in the NBA. Yeah, 
Yeah, but but it has happened. And you know what? Not too long ago, a player named Bobby Portis won a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks, and everybody thought he was gone, and he signed for a cheaper deal to stay in Milwaukee. So, you know, it has happened before with role players. I don't count on it. But, you know, Bruce Brown, he said this a couple weeks back. Nobody wanted him. And he was sitting there in free agency, and Denver took a chance on him. And sometimes guys, uh, you know, guys reward that. Uh, boy, boy, the Nuggets. Uh, I, those Nuggets were so worried about uh, uh, about Tyler Hero coming back. How did he do last night? <laughs> I don't think the Nuggets were ever worried about that. Oh, no, I, I, yeah. Actually, if you want to, I know it is funny though. But I'll tell you something. One of the stories I'll remember about this trip or about this uh, run is that the Nuggets were actually never worried about anything. Michael Malone has some worry to him in, in years past. He he was at the podium after every game today. And I don't want to say talking trash, but puffing his chest out. And that's the thing you do when you feel so confident in your team that you're willing to kind of have that bravado. And I he just put think the pressure on himself without being worried. He put the pressure on himself, even when calling the team out. He yep. took the criticism, uh, and that was okay because it was based that the, the players weren't feeling the criticism. He was. Yeah. Brilliant move. I mean, yeah, he uh, he had a great run. Michael Malone did, and and I I said this last night on my show, but I have tremendous respect for Doug Moe. I have tremendous respect for Larry Brown and and for George Carl and Dan Essel and the guys that came before. I think last night's win, the championship, solidifies Michael Malone as the best coach in Denver Nuggets history. Oh, you 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 can't even argue that anymore. It's not an arguable fact. He he brought a title to a team that I just never oh, yeah. thought would have a title. <laughs> I remember years ago, you and I said, "I said, you know, because both of them were losing at that time." Uh, I said, "I said, who's going to get? Who's going to win an NBA championship first? The Lakers or the Nuggets?" And 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 I said, "Well, you can bet it's going to be the Lakers, which they won in the bubble, but right." But, uh, the, the Nuggets got this one. The bubble one, I still think, is a is a questionable one because all those old guys uh, didn't have to play a full season, and so they were fresh. If they if that had been a regular season, no way the Lakers win that. I mean, you might be onto something about that. I mean, I don't, I don't take anything away from every, anybody because I think a championship's a championship and everything's equal. As much as I hate the oh, Lakers, yeah. I'm not going to take it from them. But at the same time. I'm with you. They were so close in 2020. The bubble happened, and it was what it was. But then they lose Murray for 21 and 22. And I just look at this team, and I go, I don't know that they would have won a title in one of those off years, but I can't say for sure that they wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, without those injuries. But they were healthy this year. I'm happy for Michael Porter. I think that changes his offseason. That will change his position, and that will help mature him. He'll be a different guy next year. I see things. I think you're right. I see, I see things. You, <laughs> you do see things, Gil. Even yesterday, I said, I hope, I hope Michael Borgler has a representative game because it, it'll ruin his offseason if, in fact, he does another 19-minute game and, it, and sits on the bench throughout it. He contributed to the championship last night. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Second lead score. Yeah. Second lead rebounder. Yeah. And he hit the big shot, man, that really got the crowd going at the end there. I mean, he didn't make a lot of shots, but the one he made in the corner... It felt like the knockout punch because I think once he hit that, the team knew that they could see the finish line. And you know I'm big on teams shooting free throws, and they shot so bad from the free throw line. So bad from the free. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, they were crushed by the threes. They were crushed by the other free throws. But the other team, thanks to really hard defense, shot horrible from the floor. Yeah, I, I give a lot of credit to defense when a team's shooting horribly. Of course. I mean, that was great defense. Because even when they're not, even if they have an open shot, if a team is, is making guys alter shots, uh, that that affects them. And I, I, I think, I, I like, I thought it was a really good game last night. I didn't think it was a horrible game. It was competitive and it was incredibly intense. Oh, the, the the intensity was through the roof, man. I mean, give credit to Miami. They didn't quit. I thought they might lay down, but they didn't. And it was a dogfight. And Denver won a lot of games pretty this year, including in the playoffs. But they won a championship playing ugly. Well, we'll wait a little bit and uh, do a recap on the season, maybe in the next week or so. Uh, and uh, you've been a big part of uh, uh, what's going on on this show and our Nuggets coverage and uh, one of our crown jewels. So I appreciate it, Gil. It's been fun. My, my thanks to you. Thanks to you. And like I said, imagine being anyone but us, Gil. Yeah. Right all uh, along. Well, well, <laughs> well I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be back. Terry Fry joins me right after this. Perspective, experience, and a sense of humor. If you don't get it, listen closer. Gil Whiteley says things you need to think about. If you're wondering if he just said that, he did. Whiteley so. Mile High Sports. Thanks to Adam Matas and all his great coverage for the Nuggets all in the past seven, eight, nine, ten years that he's been doing it here on the show. Uh, Terry Fry joins me, uh, who is uh, uh, 
you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's a, he's a friend of mine that was a writer, then became an author. Uh, and then, uh, uh, but uh, he's a quasi historian, much like myself and Jim Sacamano and so many, and, you know, people I really enjoy talking to. Wayne Hagen is a great historian. Uh, and uh, it always brings a lot because you never know which way we're going to riff. Welcome to the show, uh, Terry Fry. Thanks, Gil. I, I think you're saying that we, we have institutional knowledge. Yes, there you go. That, that's uh, a, that's a, that's actually a trait that I'm proud of, and, uh, and being a guy that's been too married, rare. Being a guy that's been married three times and that's an institution. I guess I have experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I, I saw all the post-game coverage last night after the game. I, I guess that's when most post-game coverage is after the game, and I thought it was pretty impressive that you were, you were climbing those light poles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, this was a this was a, a a a watershed moment for this town. You know, uh, I wrote. Uh, 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 you know, and when I talk about writing now, I'm talking about Facebook and Twitter. But I wrote the other day that you know the, the first team of mine that actually won it when I was there, and I was a fan because uh, the White Sox. I moved out of Chicago in '59 to LA, where they ended up winning when I wasn't there, even though they came to LA for the World Series. The Bears won it in '63. The Blackhawks did. But it was the Chicago Bears. I was still living in Chicago, although I was building a restaurant here. Uh, I was so nervous, and even in, uh, at the end of the game, I'm like, I thought they were that, that New England was going to come back and beat them, and the score was like 44 to three or something. <laughs> I'm still nervous. Uh, but I went. I pretty much went from the from the Super Bowl shuffle to the Sambor shuffle. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Uh, and it was a it was a delight. And they, to watch. But they should have. But they should have let. They should have let uh, Walter Payton carry the ball for a touchdown. That, 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 that Mike Ditka has taken that forever. It's the worst decision he said he's ever made in his life. Not yeah, that was terrible. That was it, because they wanted they wanted to have the refrigerator carry. carry. Yeah, that well, was horrible. So how'd you handle the game last night? Were you nervous? Were you rooting? Were you uh, just no, passionate? I, uh, I was, you know, I was, uh, I, you know, I was kind of content in the knowledge that I thought I had of this team. Uh, and uh, uh, I, in my mind, if they both played well, the Nuggets would win. If they both <laughs> played poorly, the Nuggets would win. Uh the only way the Nuggets would have to be like 40 and they would have to have been great for the Nuggets not to win that game. And that I, I don't think been... that that was not one of the Nuggets' better games. No. Uh, it was no, not a masterpiece I, by any means. And Miami played just well enough to hang in. Defensively, it was very intense. It really was. I'm watching it right now again. It was a hard-fought defensive battle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it, and it was a very competitive game. And defensively, I mean, these teams, these that they did shoot, they didn't shoot well. But I, I'm one of those people that that, that give credit to defense when teams aren't shooting well. 
Well, did you come away with, with kind of a grudging uh, respect? And there's that magic R word that was overplayed during the entire series. But but I, I came away with a with a grudging respect for the Miami Heat. You know, now, any talk about them being a number eight seed, I think, is it can be almost turned around into a compliment. It is a team that played well when they had to, came through in the clutch. It was tough, but it was competitive. And I don't look at it as any kind of failing on the Nuggets' part to have not to have not beaten the high seed. Yeah. You know, it's amazing the, the amount of respect. And we've said that all along because we do that respect thing, and you, I know you're tired of it, but the Nuggets were not getting any respect the last two or three years. And I, on this show, said hey, if they want respect, they got to win something. Okay, but also, uh, I, I thought uh, I'll come down on this side of the fence on this point. Nikola Jokic was a first-team NBA player for the first time since David Thompson, and then and then he was the MVP the next two years. I mean, people are voting for that award to say that they weren't getting any respect, and Nikola Jokic in particular is just is just really silly. I think they got. You're talking about the team. Yeah, if you're I talking did. about the team yeah. concept, and I don't care what it was for. I'm talking about the players, too. I'm talking about the players, too. Nikola Jokic was one of the top folk hitters in the, at the All-Star break, and he got picked ninth when the players were picking the other players. LeBron? So the players, LeBron, was he got picked ninth. Well, Nikola didn't even care, though. I mean, he understood well, that I, his, his I, I game was not particularly his game is not particularly well suited for the All-Star Game format. No, and you know you should avoid it. Honestly, in my own mind, you're just so, like LeBron. Just like LeBron has has avoided the, the slam dunk contest, and now it's turned into a sham, and who who can jump over a Kia and make a dunk? You know, <laughs> the, the slam. Remember when the slam dunk contest would would have the best players? I mean, I saw Jordan. I saw Jordan win it uh, in Chicago in one of the great events I've, I've ever seen beaten. Yeah, uh, I was there. Yeah, I, I was too. And uh, you know, and then it's just turned into you know jumping over Kia's, blowing out candles. Uh, stop it! You know that it, it's run its course. So I think the the, the uh, crowning the crowning event for all of this would be if next year both the Avalanche and the Nuggets win their respective looping titles. And I think it's, it's, it's something you can't rule out. No, I don't see the Nuggets going away. I understand that they, Bruce Brown's really the only contractual issue they have to handle. And the Avalanche just have to get well. And I, I think it'd be a, be a feather in uh, Stan Kroenke's cap if they could pull that off. And, and I, I, I understand, you know, there was an awkward moment after the game where Stan was being interviewed by Lisa Salter's and uh, he didn't handle it particularly well. It wasn't very smooth. But the bottom line to me is this is a guy who who has the trifecta of NFL title with the Rams and the NBA title with the Nuggets and the NHL title with the Avalanche. And so I, I don't understand. The, oh, the so there's he so he much. Won the, he won the MLS, too. And he won, and we, I know we don't, I know we don't I mean, count those. Not, not MLS. They, they won the, new, the, the indoor lacrosse league with the Mammoth. But when the MLS and he won the lacrosse, but you got to give him credit for that. I think you. And I, I, I realize the reservoir of goodwill is is pretty much leaked out with the TV fiasco, 
I think at some point, at some point, you have to understand that there's there's two sides to that argument too, and and that uh, I I always thought that Stan Kroenke could could close that situation with one swipe of the pen, so to speak. But I, I think at some point, you have to step back and give him a little bit of credit. Yeah, the team finished second. Uh, the Arsenal in the Premier League this year. You, I know, I know you're a big fan of of the English Premier League. Uh, Oh, I do watch that. Uh, I, uh, I got started getting the soccer because of my friends at the Celtic, the Irish uh-huh. bar, and uh, and it, they're teaching me about it. But uh, uh, you know all about you get a list balls, to get you, them, put a, you know all about fifty-fifty balls, then, huh? You you put a list together this morning of of important wins and 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 gave them their weight. Uh, you put uh, Super Bowl thirty-two. Which I I totally agree, uh, and then you put this Nuggets victory at the second slot. I thought it yeah. was really a well conceived list, and it was you can't do that list without the knowledge of the sports the sport this sports city at the time they occurred. Yeah, uh, you, and if you're some millennial just going looking back at it, saying, "Oh yeah, well they went in here, we'll put it there." You you pick that list with a lot of thought, and I I uh, I uh, that's when I said that's, I I I dialed your number or I sent you a text immediately after seeing that. Well, I thought the uh, the uh, the really the the one that was really tough to decide on was the 1996 Stanley Cup because the the negative is that the team had just moved here and it's not like you know there had been the Colorado Rockies and there had been the yeah. Deep, deep-rooted hockey interest in this market for years and years and years with minor league pro hockey and DU and CC and all that. But uh, the, the, the was, long-suffering I, fans had to wait several months for that. So I think that yeah, tickled was writing a for little the, bit away. I was writing a column for the Denver, for AOL on Denver Digital Cities at that time. I was their columnist. And uh, I remember writing that our Eastern Europeans beat their Eastern Europeans. But it's yeah. also, but it also was the first title for Denver. So I think exactly. I, I, that's why I put it number. That's why I put and, it number three after the Nuggets. And I give that that victory at the time. I gave it credit for waking up the Broncos and saying, "Hey, there's a new guy in town, and we want to stay on the front page." I think, I think that victory spurred the Broncos on. And I also think that. The, the, the Avalanche's best team was the 2001 Stanley Cup champions, and it's probably the best team in pro sports history in, in Denver. And But that was the team that made it through the playoffs after Peter Forsberg suffered the uh, horrendous sprint, yeah. horrendous spleen injury. So I think it depends on the criteria you're involving yourself in, in, in using as you make the choices. So I would say the best team is the 2001 Avalanche. Hey, uh, Terry, uh, it's been a great game. We're, uh, I, I'm, I'm up against it time-wise. Uh, we'll talk and maybe use Thanks, some a little more retrospective in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe talk a little Denver history uh, in sports. Thank you very oh, much. It was a pleasure, Joe. Bye. Terry Fry, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Gil Whiteley gives you reasons, not excuses, and Whiteley so. Get, I, 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 I still need a 
and welcome back. I had sent Lavonzo Ellis a, a couple texts this week. I said, you need to be here. You need to be here for this on Monday. And I'm re-watching this game right now. And they showed Lafonso Ellis in the crowd. He didn't answer me back, but he was here. Lafonso, now, Lafonso, if you're still in town, why didn't you answer me back? I'm going to send him a dirty note. Uh, you know, when you're choosing a dentist, you're not, you don't do it haphazardly. You just can't do it. Don't do it. You give it some research. Uh, Molnar Dentistry is a family dentistry. Uh, they're in 975 Lincoln in the Bovalot building. Uh, their equipment is better than and, and more uh, and more state-of-the-art than 95% of all dentists and dentist offices. Uh, they specialize in doing everything. They're one-stop shopping. They make their own crowns or implant everything, all the stuff they do. They do in-house. They would they guarantee their work you want to. If you're not happy with your dentist, then you need to get a new one. If you just moved to town, you need to find a dentist. You know, it takes you six, seven, eight months. You're done, uh, and you get you get that dentist that is going to come in, and 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 you have them for life. Your family's life. They grow up. Your kids go there. Your your kid when your kids have kids, they will be with Mulder Dentistry. Mulder Dentistry. Dot com. That's M-O-L-L-N-E-R Dentistry.com. 975 Lincoln. That's in Capitol Hill in the Bovaline building. Uh, they will suit all of your needs. And I'm telling you, they are, they're great people. I love the fact that I'm working with them, Molnar Dentistry. Give them some thought. It's a big decision when you choose a dentist. Well, I'll take one quick last call and let's talk, go to Max. Uncle Gil, it's Max with MVP. Big, 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 big thing. I talked about you the other day. You must not have been listening. I have yeah, I was in, yeah, we've been busy with baseball, but I just well, want to I say. Talked about, I yeah. talked about you and, and the fact that you're the godfather of baseball in the northern suburbs here. Uh, Man, I love it. You make, I love you it. Make, you make things happen, and I'm proud to be your friend. I appreciate that, Gil. That made my day, buddy. But I am just in a surreal moment of ex- – I'm just ecstatic about what happened with the Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to believe it till I see the banner and I see the ring. It's oh, like well. – and going yeah. to the parade on Thursday, it's like – it's just amazing. It hasn't hit me yet, Gil. Take it's some pictures. Me. Take some pictures and put them up on Facebook so I can see you. Because I'll, I'll be right do that. here for – I'll be here for the parade. Uh, yeah, know, I'll do I, that. I haven't, I haven't mentioned to him yet because I didn't want to jinx him. Uh, Chris Marlowe gets a ring being their broadcaster. <laughs> oh, man, I thought of Chris Marlowe and you. and just, <laughs> so he'll, so he'll get a ring They're just and, lifers. And he, has, and, and he has an Olympic gold medal. You know, and a lot of yeah. people have both of those. So, it's yeah, just I'm amazing. For everybody around. I'm glad that Michael Porter Jr. played well enough that his off season won't be miserable. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, because, because I, I, you know, he just needs some maturing. He's a, he's a, he's a heck of a player. Uh, he needs yeah. to mature a little bit. And I think his, this off season will help him mature. He's a world champion. Yeah. I think our best years are ahead of us for the nuggets. Yeah. And 
it's, no, it's going to be a special team. It's well, going to be if they can keep the core of it. Max, thanks for calling, but I'm at the end of the show, and they don't like me All going right. over. Go Nuggets. Appreciate you calling. Yep. There See you go. Buddy. Love you. Bye -bye. Too late for them to go. They already got it done. Uh, my thanks, everybody. It's a special day. Uh, if you go to that parade, be careful. It's going to be uh, it'll be bizarre out there. Uh, and uh, the tragedy has been in Denver uh, last night. I just hate that. I'm going to look into that and see what, uh, what's going on. We'll maybe talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Uh, thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it. I'll be back tomorrow.